Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first Mind Refinery podcast, provided to you by us, the Mind Refinery, creators of content, aggregators of popular culture, and place where creatives go to thrive. For this episode, we're going to be discussing The Mandalorian and the future of Star Wars live action TV. Before we get started, just a little Mind Refinery news. We recently dropped episode two of our doc series, This Is Cosplay. Uh, it features the story of mad genius Kin Chan from Wampan's Cosplay. Seriously, the level of skills on this guy is absolutely intense. You can find that on the Mind Refinery YouTube channel or on our website, themindrefinery.com. Uh, if you're not already subscribing to our YouTube channel, do it. Ring the bell. Uh, great content, podcasts, docu-series, uh, and we're just giving that shit away. So without further ado, here's the podcast. Here with us today to discuss The Mandalorian and the future of Star Wars live action on Disney+, Plus. we have Andrew Lanza. Andrew Van Eek and Omar Morrison, all Mind Refinery creatives. So to start, gentlemen, what I would like to do is let's talk about expectations. This was in the works for a while. So what were your expectations going to this? So you hear Disney's going to do a live-action movie, sorry, um, TV show. Like, what did we think? What did we think was going to happen? I mean, expectations are going to be pretty high no matter what. It, it I mean, the, you got uh, Favreau tweeting out a picture of the helmet. And yeah, that just set expectations. The helmet, like the character design of Mando, like just even his silhouette, you got his whole silhouette with his armor and his gun popping out of the side. Like the character design is just, yeah, out of this world. I don't know. The expectations were high. Like it's, it's like if you're a Star Wars fan and you hear Mandalorian, everybody, if you're a Star Wars fan, you know who the Mandalorians are. Mm-hmm. You're excited. Yeah, I definitely think they put on the Disney, you know, press offensive in order to like get everyone ramped up for it. But like coming out of the movies at the time, like, what do we think about, like, what do we think that that, like, tarnished it a bit? What do we think? There's For, fatigue. I've just been, I've been hurt by the Star Wars franchise now so many times that <laughs> I think I've just mitigated expectations. John Favreau signing on, huge. I like how he just has a crazy ability. All of his projects are very simple and um, mechanically sound from the writing standpoint. But, yeah. Yeah, I... Um, I had expectations. Like, I was excited just because, obviously, you hear, like um, Lanza said, if you, you hear Mandalorian, you're going to be like, holy shit, because it's, it's one of the first uh, times we're going to see that on live action because basically the only time we've ever seen it was Boba Fett, and give or take. And Django. And Django. Yeah. Well, Boba Fett, I mean, he's not really a Mandalorian. Not really a Mandalorian clone, well, but, you know. It's funny because, like, when Pedro Pascal was first cast to do this, he actually thought he'd be playing Boba Fett. And a lot of people thought that as well, right? Yeah. So, uh, like, for me, I, I thought it was just going to be a show about Boba Fett um, originally. But then as I, you know, started reading the comics and the books and, and finding out about more of the Mandalorian Wars and stuff like that, I was kind of interested in where Disney was going to take it. So, uh, for me, it was just more like, all right, let's see what they do. I didn't really have, like, an expectation, like, um, that's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. It's just like, okay, let's just see what, what, what it is and how they go about it. There, there was a lot of fatigue at the time, though. When, yeah. Like at the time when they announced it, I mean, personally, like I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm going to see whatever movie comes out, whatever show comes out. Like I'm on board. But at the time you had a lot of like, you know, you had Rogue One. Yeah. You had Last Jedi. People were fatigued with the franchise. There was just saturation. You know, I wouldn't say flop because they made all the money. Let's let's be real. But as far as, you know, fan reaction, mm-hmm. critic reaction, divisive to say the least. So I think at the time when they announced it, there was like. Everybody was, you know, interested, <laughs> but like midi- like like as you said, you're kind of like like mitigating your expectations a little bit. Yeah, I think now that when anything 
anytime they announce that they're doing a Star Wars project, there is like a guardedness people always you know approach it with as if they're protecting part of their childhood that is slowly dying yeah. every time they come out and they end up doing something bad like i mean i think everyone has a specific like ptsd about the prequels and just i wouldn't say everybody you know what with the prequels you had a whole generation of kids that that was their first star wars right so now you have all these kids that are that that were you know that wasn't our generation's first star wars there's a whole generation of kids that have grown up that being their first Star Wars, and they have like they have a love for it. That's what they, that got them into the franchise. So I, I mean, I wouldn't say everybody. I would say people our age generally probably have a bit of a dislike for the prequels, but yeah. they have their fan base. They I really don't do. entirely agree with that because I was a kid when the first one came out. I'm saying you, but they weren't your first Star Wars. I'm, no, I'm saying I'm saying kids kids were raised on that on that trilogy on the prequel trilogy. So would you say that then the general appreci- there is general appreciation of the trilogy? Because I would completely disagree with that. Yeah, 100%. People love... Have you seen prequel memes on Reddit? Like, people love the prequels, Well, dude. I've definitely listened to the prequel hate, which is of 10 course. to 1 on, uh, hate, on Reddit, for sure. Uh, and I, I Honestly, so. the, the, the corner has turned on the prequels in the fan base, I will say. We're I getting... Th- Boyan over here on technical is shaking his head. <laughs> I'm going to say there are a lot of people that have a fondness for the prequels, especially a younger generation. I'm going to say that most people I talk to, even my little cousins are like, first of all, let's trash the first one right away. So 33% of it is terrible. Right I, like, I like Phantom Menace. Okay, and Attack of the Clones. If you, you <laughs> Attack, of the, like, clo- Attack of the Clones on. is garbage. Okay, Attack so of the Clones we is know garbage. about the, right now we've established with the, with the first trilogy, Yo, is that and 33% Re- of it of the, is terrible. Revenge terrible. of the Sith is fucking dope. Well, I, I will say that there is, there is a small group that will it, support It's not 10 to 1, though. Prequels. It's not 10 to but 1. I think we're being nice because we're recording. Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're being nice because we're recording. No, but there, but there is our. Do you know I've what it, seen, do you know, some do you know what it is too? You and said like, everyone. In, in I like, said it's far from okay, everyone. So that, uh, that I apologize for the hyperbole. So <laughs> two out of five, out of ten people like the prequels. Um, but my thing, but here's the thing with the prequels, is that there are good parts to the prequels that are overshadowed by the incredibly bad parts. So it's like, you know what? Revenge of the Sith is an example of where I'm like, yes, and then all of a sudden I'm like, then all of a sudden he's like. But in my opinion, it is the Jedi who are terrible. And I'm like, you just took me out of the main fight. Listen, just nobody said Lucas can write dialogue. Well, he just did six hours of it in those prequels. Yeah, it, I mean, fair, but <laughs> it's, 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 it's the writing. No, is I see not what you, no, no, I see he, what he needed, he needed a wrangle. He needed a wrangle. He had he, he was surrounded by himself by yes men. Yeah. He needed somebody there to, to check his shit. And I think. Are we allowed to say I, shit? I, I, we're yes, to, we're allowed okay. to say shit. I think, but I think you hit it there, though. <laughs> With that, like, especially with, you know, with Empire, he decided, like, we're going to go with, you know, Kirshner, and we're going to go with Lord's well, and he had his And his ex-wife, um, her, I apologize, her first name, um, Marsha Lucas? Yeah, yeah. Marsha Lucas? I believe so, yes. Um, I could be wrong, but... Um, Boyan, Boyan, pull that up. <laughs> um, he, she, she had, a, like, she edited New Hope. Well, I mean, at the time it wasn't called New Hope; it was just called Star Wars. But yeah, she she edited that shit, and she had so much to do with why that movie was yeah. a success. Was it Marsha Marsha Lucas? Mar- Marsha. What's what's her name now? Is it, I don't believe it's is it still Marsha Lucas? Uh, yeah. huh? Okay. Wow. Might as well keep the IP. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lucas IP. Yeah. So I mean, and then so he had, and then as you said, with Marquand or Mar- Markand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. He surrounded. I mean, even you know, you ha- he had. You know Spielberg on there, like like 
getting in there and talking to him about what works and what doesn't work. And he had a screening with, you know, Coppola and, and everybody and, and Spielberg um, at the time. And they were just like, they, they tore it apart. And he didn't have that for the prequels. Back to the expectations part. And I'll take you back. Matrix had just come out. Like, it's all around the same time. We were just, like, hyped on, like, so many movies. You're so excited. It's new Star Wars. I've watched these movies, like, my entire life over and over and over Matrix again. was after episode one, though. But in the same time period. It's coming at the same time as the prequels. Just disappointment. Sheer, sheer disappointment. And I've always been timid to be excited about a Star Wars. I, when, when episode one dropped, man, I fucking loved it, dude. I was on that. I was on that Pizza Hut, Taco Bell fucking oh, action figure. Oh, man. Yeah. I was so on that, many of them cups. Yeah, all the cups. Like, they had Darth little, Maul like, cups. They had, like, little, little pog things. Like, yeah. Oh, all, all, yeah, all that shit. I was I on that train hard. Lights. I loved it. I, I will say this. I on the, loved uh, it. On the other side, though, like, I enjoy, yeah. like, the Clone Wars cartoon and stuff like that. It was Tarkovsky one. Yeah. Or the even the one... Like they're really good, and like, and what's cool about them, especially the Clone Wars one, is that like they start exploring the Mandalorian culture. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got Obi Wan's main squeeze is a Mandalorian. You know <laughs> what I mean? And like, you start to see what the culture's about, how they were decimated, you know, by you know by the Empire, and I think those gave me, you know, a lot of hope in that they were good on the episodic front. Yeah, and that maybe you would get a showrunner because you know even TV, like you get a showrunner, and that showrunner. You know, digs into it, and then if yeah. you have a good showrunner, then you know when you have. Uh, and it was uh, it was Filoni from uh, from uh, Clone Wars also was running this show. Yeah. So like, there's you know there's a good and John Favreau obviously you know handled you know his his part of the whole Disney Cinematic Universe. Sorry, um, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like his part, his, his contribution to it. Yeah, he did fantastic. So if there's reasons to be guarded, but I mean, I was excited for the subject matter, obviously, like absolutely. Um, but yeah. So, you know, the description of it, you know, part of it, the, the lone gunfighter and the imagery that, that the lone gunfighter goes to the edges of the galaxy, you know, it really plays it up like a Western. Like, it's like yeah. gun smoke, like it's bonanza. Like, we're going to see this guy, and it's this, you know, it, it, these, it brings these ideas of, like, almost like a Clint Eastwood movie yeah. coming to it. So, like, mm-hmm. wh- like, having seen the episodes now, like, what do we think? Um, basically, it's, it's funny how... Uh, that you say it's like a western um i don't know if you guys started to see the memes but there is a i think manga or graphic novel called uh, lone wolf and cub yeah it's um so it, like it took inspiration like you could see that they took inspiration um directly from that show um for those who don't know it's it's basically a show about um a ronin samurai um and he was the uh the executioner for the shogun and uh and a time i think the i can't remember the time period in japan but um he was the executioner and uh, his family is murdered. He's betrayed um, by the people he's working for, and his family's murdered. And the only people left, the only person left, is his little son, that's about one years old at the time. And so he makes a vow to get his revenge, and says he's going to walk the path of demons. And he basically says, um, gives his son a choice. His son's a baby. Puts a ball and a sword, and says, if if he chooses the ball, I'm going to kill him, and he'll be with his mother and his family. But if he chooses the sword, he'll walk the path of demons with me. And they'll become wandering swords for hire until they can find the people who are responsible for the deaths of their family. So, like, there is, like, a cool picture where you see that samurai and his son in, like, a little stroller. And then now you see Baby Yoda in, like, that little floating kind of carriage with the Mandalorian. So when I saw that, that kind of piqued my expectations a bit more because I know the story of Lone Wolf and Cub. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering 
as the show continues if they're going to draw more from that or if they're going to kind of make it their own and just keep going in a different direction. Yeah. When did that show come out? Oh, uh, and just for the just for the listeners, uh, Lone Wolf and Cub was a huge influence uh, oh, yeah. on Jan Favreau, and he said in interviews, uh, and uh, in terms of the creating, you know, the the show. Um, but I mean, it, it's it's interesting because like they they it brings back those ideas of like samurai, you know, samurai narratives, and it brings back you know the cowboy thing. And I think they've done a I think at first they've done a really good job in you know kind of injecting that into the story because like when i was younger the star wars extended universe stuff especially like tales from the cantina like those books and um you know i mean like tales of bounty hunter where you're seeing kind of like the criminal and like not skywalker saga narrative like i i always wanted to know more about that because i felt like that was one thing that was really good about the extended universe is that the skywalker saga kind of like was claustrophobic and there's all these little side things that I want to know about. Kind of surrounding everything. Like the little seedy underbelly. Exactly. I want to know like what's the you know what is the organized crime element to this and like what's more about what's going on with Jabba and the type of people. We got a little of that in Rogue One. Oh, I yeah. feel like I, we got we got a little bit of that yeah, CD underbelly in Rogue One, and I and I liked it, and I think like that's kind of, and we'll we'll get to the further ambitions of the Star Wars, uh, you know, live action TV moving forward. But like, th- it seems to be their overall mo for that is to tap those kind of stories. Oh, well, what, what uh, I I'm oh, sorry. Oh, ahead. sorry. I was just gonna say, uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. It came out in uh, 1970. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was a while ago. So yeah. Yeah. I know. Funny trivia side note that yeah. is in on uh, Jizza Liquid Swords. You know the beginning of the song Liquid Swords, and yeah. it says, "Come boy, you must choose oh, life yeah, or death." Yeah. And it's from Shogun Assassin, which is actually an English dubbed version. That's a summary of all of those books or the films. Yeah, and it's got like a couple parts from each, like a re-edit. Anyway, I think that's pretty cool. Ooh. And now you know. Rizza. I love it. Inspire <laughs> everything Rizza. you can learn is through the Wu Tang Clan. Yes. Continue, Lance. So I was just going to say what I really liked actually in uh, The Mandalorian is in the first episode they really set the scene it's like you, it, it opened up on that first episode in like that random outpost that random bar and you had you know you had that standoff in the bar and like you have know, that intense scene and the dude gets you know chopped in half, half by the door closing and you're like okay this, this, ain't your, this ain't your grandpa's Star Wars like you know this is gonna be something different so they really set this, the scene in that in the tone um, and you just even have things like when the Mando's walking around, you can even hear like his spurs clinging. Like, yeah, like they just really I like embrace that whole the, the whole theme and the whole motif of like, you know, the, the lone gunslinger. Almost, in my opinion, a little too much now. Um, I don't know how much I like these newer episodes. I think what's happened is, is that with the whole having a baby Yoda in it, or the artist currently known Shout as out Baby Yoda. Shout out to Baby Yoda. The cutest mofo in all the galaxy, in the whole outer rim. Uh, is that they've taken that, like, it's going to be gun smoke each episode. Guy wandering from town to town, solving crime, and having stories, and having various things happening. Adventures. Adventures. But with the, with the Baby Yoda thing is that they created an expectation and a thing that requires a through line. So you're kind of just carrying Baby Yoda with you ever. And by the way, he's a terrible parent. He uh, he just kind of leaves it in the closet sometimes. 
Um, he's got a little he, bed kind of thing. He's in there. 50. It looks like there's pads. He can take care of himself. He's 50. He is, should he be paying rent? More of a contributing member of the crew, perhaps? Honestly, he's doing his thing. He is. He is doing his thing. Uh, but, like, I want to know, like, for example, when he uses his force power for the first time. Uh-huh. Like, well, I mean, I don't, I don't think that was his first time. I think that was or, just... Well, for, that's yeah. the first time we see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, like, the whole point is, okay, you've... So, we learned something about him. But, like, in the last few episodes, we haven't learned anything else. No, absolutely. That's, that's, that's why. You had the second episode, like you mentioned, where you see Baby Yoda on that not Tatooine planet. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, uses force powers against that monster thing. And yeah, no, I, I got it. You you needed that. You need to have that tension. You needed Yoda to have that that moment. So I thought, okay, cool. And then, you know, third episode was kind of more back to like this core storyline with the Mandalorians. And I, I love that lore and I love him upgrading his armor. Like, I think that's so fucking cool. That part. Yeah, that's amazing. I love really? that motif. I really want that. the armor is extra awesome. as, as like a video game fan, like you're going to love that. Like that's such a cool, cool concept. But then as, as it's going on, it's like, okay, I think we're kind of getting these like town of the week type episodes like goes here like we're gonna solve like this episode and it went more from this like epic story which i guess i mean i understand i understand that you can't have every single story be this like skywalker epic no i feel i feel like it's starting to get a littlest hobo vibe yeah yeah for mm-hmm. those of you wow. who are too cool or young to know what the littlest hobo or is, not from canada or I'm not from sure. canada <laughs> yeah. is it used to be a canadian show where a dog German we'll Shepherd. A German Shepherd, because <laughs> a pug could not definitely execute that. No. The German Shepherd goes from town to town solving very random crimes. In rural Canada. In rural Canada. Oh, wow. Um, so we're going to we, go to can, can Gananoque to solve a crime. Can you sing the, the theme song? Please. Is it that? Uh, maybe tomorrow. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, but anyways, the point is... We, the point is, is that it just, that's actually, that's, I never, you never said that, that's actually, you've nailed it. It's actually the littlest hobo of Star Wars. But all you needed to do kind of to, to deal with that is like continue the through line because obviously you can't have the whole thing about every single episode be about what is baby Yoda's identity. But what you can do is thread and intricately work those things into the episodes. Are you okay though? Consider that they are like in the most recent episode. You still have um, Carl Weathers' character coming through on the. Uh, did I say his name right? You did. He's yeah. the incomparable Apollo Creed. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Like there is still a bit of through line there in terms of the droid finds uh, the message from him on the ship and then knows and something then tries about to go him. Kill right. Radio. Exactly. So. Which is that's good. I haven't seen the newest episode. I apologize. I cannot refrain from spoilers in this particular setting. That's, that's fine. It. Yo, what's with not watching the episode, bro? Wow, get exposed. You're getting exposed on recording. <laughs> exposed. I think, I think put that, some exposed film I tape think, on his forehead. Uh, see, that's the thing is like, I, I think that they do, like those are the kind of things, like, it was good that they did that. So yeah. at least like you're bringing it back to what the original thing. But Wait, but, but so what happens if, my question to you is, what happens if they just tread lightly like that and then maybe in episode seven there's a little bit advancement of the Yoda plot line and they just kind of, so you keep it this episodic thing, this adventure, you know, cowboy show, and then just add just little sprinkles. Well, I think... I don't sh- like all these side quests. 
I don't like them. It's like I feel but like I, think that I feel like the they're show. filler episodes. I feel like you're watching something like Samurai Shampoon, and it's like a side episode. <laughs> it's all side episodes. I yeah, think the whole that's like thing it's like filler. It's way. like filler episodes, like an yeah, anime, like, like when you have like filler. Are, all of them are side quests. Yeah, it's exactly. It's fetch quests. It's like side quests that you just can't be asked to so do. So it's an anime, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just one, yeah. one, one it's like, giant filler. Yeah, and I think that lots of filler episodes, exactly. Yeah, and I think that what's happening is it's kind of taken away. It's lost kind of the steam that it had in the first one, but. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I mean that's the that that's the direction you know they've taken it, and now they're starting to run out of episodes in the fir- first season. And also, you see shows also trying to figure out what their Every situation show, is in the first season, right? To be honest, I, I don't think they realized how big Baby Yoda was going to be when when they did that. I don't know because I think they like did. just the lack of merch. When it comes, well, they want to keep it under wraps. They didn't want to uh, make all this. They don't want to put out all this merch. Comes, I think when it leak. comes to yeah, I think when it comes to Star Wars, there's always the like, what are we gonna like? For example, like, what are we gonna put in for? It's it's like know? an empire. It's like we know they have to attack the rebel base, but these ATATs are gonna be super dope. Yeah, because they're <laughs> they got you gotta sell toys. But ATATs are toys. dope, so we appreciate them. Yeah. Well, but then, but then you have them ham-fisted into what episode th- th- three, four of Mandalorian three? Yeah. Oh, the AT- ATST yeah. with the with the red eyes. It's a it's a bad it's ATST. An evil ATST. Yeah, but the films were doing that like way worse. That's another reason I like what they're doing here is, and the side quest thing might oh, come into that. Is that like there was like the super super star destroyer in uh, the last uh, whatever the last Jedi? Yeah, yeah the dreadnought. The, oh, the, right, huge, like yeah. it was just getting ridiculous, and then Nebula, you go Nebula bigger and bigger. Class, you can't; they can't go any bigger. There's already so you got to just kind of super duper, down. super duper, super star duper. Star so story. as we look at this, I mean, like let's start with the casting. Uh, the incomparable Pedro Pascal, uh, Oberyn Martell. He also fought cocaine in Colombia, <laughs> and uh, I want to know what do you think? Huge! What right. a challenge! I was watching in the last episode, especially. Like you have to physical physically act right, and it's it's a nod to the acting and the editing and the direction really is how much emotion and stuff you're getting from like the slightest head nods, the way he moves towards things, the body language is like everything. And given like Pedro Pascal, the rest of his career, you're not necessarily. I don't know how they knew that he was going to be that good at that. Yeah. He's kind of becoming he like a go-to TV action guy. Like, I really think that, you know, the whole, especially his his arc on, you know, Game of Thrones and everything, yeah. like, really, people kind of realized how good he was. And especially after he died in what I would describe as tra- tragic yeah. uh, ways, especially when this guy had it. And he had My it. man had it, and this guy didn't, no. No. We get it. He raped her. He <laughs> murdered her. But we just finish it off. We just finish it off. You can be the guy to do it. So I mean, he's become the you know the the de facto guy in this, and like he was really I thought he was really good in um, Narcos as well. Like he, he's he's a in Narcos he's he's, oh, he's the he's the guy. He's way, I think phenomenal. he's way better than the other guy. Oh, way better, way better. Yeah, the other guy. Yeah, Pablo, the other guy. Pablo Escobar. That man was Pablo Escobar, and he had a little thing called cocaine. <laughs> it's too much. It's like no. Then Pedro Pascal comes out and is like, I get it. Yeah. Fucking go back to the suburbs. I've been on this track my entire life. Well, so. I- I, I I just like the whole idea that like just to add on to what you said, um, he's wearing a helmet, so you're not seeing any facial expressions whatsoever. Which um, 
even film, television, that's kind of like a selling point. There's some people that are terrible actors, but they have good facial expressions, right? Yeah. One of the hardest things you can do is emote through a mask. Well, yeah. Right? And do that. And then I, I, thought, he, I thought he's on a really, especially in spite of what I think are like certain writing issues, yep. you know, with it. Like he's done really well. He's like, you can have really, really, really well-written material and then just have an, abs- an actor who just trashes it. Atrocious. And, you know, this guy's done really well. And this is going to be another thing that, you know, he's, he could be doing more with Disney. We have, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, he's got a lot of stuff that's going to happen with him, how, you know, how good he is. Oh, he's going to be busy. We like Pedro Pascal, but what do we think about the, you know, the auxiliary casting? You know, we've had some big cameos in it. We got Bill Burr in the last episode. Love it. Uh, we had Nick Nolte. Brian Boyzan. Brian Boyzan. The Fantastic. Werner Herzog is got to be one of well, this the is kinda best wanna, surprises. This is kind of what I want to talk about is, like, who do we think, who do we like? Like, who's the best? I mean, we have Apollo Creed, Carl yeah. Weathers. Taika. <laughs> yes. I nominate Werner Herzog just based on the fact that he called them cowards and <laughs> made the phenomenon that is Yoda stick. It probably would not have the same power if they had done it a different way. For those of you who are not familiar, they decided... Not decided, but they played with the idea of using a complete CGI setup for Yoda, or the Baby Yoda, the artist currently known as Baby Yoda, and Werner Herzog was against it. He said, you guys are cowards, and we need to just continue using this puppet. And I think, honestly, that is, I, I think the fact that they, at least for the, you know, close-ups and, like, the facial expressions that they're using the puppet, it's really friggin' good. Really good. And I think Werner Herzog saw it, because the man is a visionary, did Grizzly Man. He's yeah. also Fitzcarraldo. Rece- he's Fitzcarraldo. He's also terrifying. He is terrifying. Of <laughs> have you, have terrifying. you seen the interview with him where he he gets shot and he's like, "Leave it. It is merely a flesh wound." <laughs> <laughs> he gets shot by like a BB during an interview, and he finishes the interview just out of the blue. What? I wish I was making this up. No, I wish I was one hundred percent. No, for those of you who haven't I'm seen uh, Werner Herzog get shot on camera, please uh, just actually YouTube, Goog- YouTube just that. Werner Herzog. Just Google shot. what I just said. Uh, Werner Herzog getting shot on camera. And he just, as he says, it's merely a flesh wound, but still we it's respect it. merely a flesh wound. <laughs> that is the greatest thing ever. I think, honestly, I think the Carl Weathers casting is good, too. Um, I think he's, you know, first of all, I'm on the Carl Weathers ticket. So Apollo Creed. Arrested Development. Arrest, the Arrested Development is just incendiary. We it's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. And then, of course, uh, Predator is fantastic. Dylan. Dealer. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. He's really good, and I think, you know, his part, you know, his parts has been really good, and obviously we're going to see him throughout the whole thing. You know, he survived the whole, you know, all the all the Mandalorians coming together. Yeah. And, uh... He, he got shot, but... He's good. He, he took it. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought Nick Nolte's part was really good. They didn't even have to, I mean, put much makeup on They had him. to pretty him up, actually. They had to pretty Nick Nolte up for the uh, particular scene. I thought he was good. We got two he shots. Was great. I, I was like, I wonder who Nick Nolte is going to play. Oh, there he is. Oh, auxiliary casting. We had special guest appearance from Hellboy. I thought that that was a really cool tie-in to a different yeah. universe. <laughs> Yo, that random guy who looked like Hellboy, but it was clearly the guard from Shawshank Redemption. Is this in the new episode? <laughs> it's in the sixth. Oh, okay. The one that you didn't see. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he plays Hellboy. Or Hellboy, Hellboy as himself playing some other guy that's kind of like as Hellboy. Himself. And it's, it's yeah, like it's Hellboy. a 90 point. Can we check fuck. this out, please? I believe it's Byron Hadley, the uh, guard. The, he's the guard from uh, Shawshank Redemption. I thought, like, you know, like the Bill Burr thing was a little jarring too. So I was expecting like him to talk. He just starts breaking out into comedic 
banter. I just was impressed by his acting. I guess I know that he's been doing some stuff. I hadn't really seen any of it. And he's heavily featured in that episode. Like, he's got screen time. If he was not able to handle it, he was, like, the best character in the episode. They've just informed me Clancy Brown is the is the Byron Hadley. And uh, Natalia Tenna is the uh, But it is the Shawshank plays, guard. Uh, it's the same Gabe person. Rose, you had that right. Uh, oh, yes. That's correct. Ah, yes, excellent boy, and we had Tonks from Harry Potter. Okay, I was like, who are you talking about? Oh, Tonks. Tonks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's great. This is incredible. So lots of people in this, lots of people in this, uh, in this show, and I think that's what I mean. That's what the whole point is. I mean, and you know what? It kind of brings you back to that. For those of you who have seen uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Leonardo DiCaprio's character does those. He's the big baddie, and he appears every episode on random shows, and I think they got that going on. That's one of the reasons why it's really, like, driving home this idea of the Western uh, is this whole idea of, you know, there's, like, a new guest villain every time. Villain of the week, and it's really, you know, getting back to that, you know almost you know tv show movie of the week type thing which i mean i guess you know goes back to the original idea of star wars in general because like the whole thing was inspired by flash gordon and you know and those you know that kind of idea and i think you know like it's one of the thing like the only problem is again it's taking away you know i want to know what the i want i want some kind of continuity beyond you know like beyond just like the kid yeah you know and mando as long as it doesn't have to keep expanding. That's, I think, what you run in with one centralized world is that you have to keep... Yeah, I'm just afraid of that bigger, more type of thing. And I like the far reaches of the galaxy. I like these like smaller planets and stuff like that because there's a lot more room to just tell a story and entertain instead of... That's the thing, right? It's like... XT, XTs. I, I get... New kinds. I, I get what they they're doing. Guys. <laughs> I like I get what they're doing. They're like it's okay to do this kind of, you know, villain of the week, like village of the week, planet of the week type shit. But do it well. And I don't think they're I don't think they're nailing it. I also think you need to get to a point where not every like where you're establishing boundaries, right? Where you're establishing what kind of the run of this is going to be. You can't have every episode expand the world. You know what I mean? You kind of got to, like, create what it is. And then when you do have those going out to the expansion, you know, when you do decide to visit to different places, like, you can't visit a new place every single week. There mm-hmm. has to be some redundant. And also, like, you're going to a new place every week and all these guys have tracking fobs and they keep ending up trying to kill you. They are going to have to address that. Address that. It's that yeah, everywhere you go annoying. and hang around no good nicks, there is more people trying to kill this child and like at what point like you have to be careful that it doesn't turn into a situation where you're getting tripped over the original concept of the show and that you're like moving it along and you're developing it and you know you're beginning to see you know where this thing is going and like they've been teasing this random figure that's been coming in and uh like there's teasing like what the empire or the um you know the the first order you know involvement is a former empire remnants or first order situations are going to be and um yeah so i i don't know how they can keep it up at this pace but um it would be like to it'd be interesting to see some of these actors get worked into because they have had a lot of talent come in get into the, they've you know, also the teased multiple people not actually being dead that were dead or whatever so yeah. i think 
I don't think that they're just. I'm hoping not. Anyway, that it was that IG88 guy back in the last episode? No, I, I want I want him back. What's his name? IG11. 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 I mean, I'm he all was for was I'm dope. all for assassin droids. I yeah. mean, as a child, one of my favorite things was IG88. So, so how good was the motion and the VFX on that? That's that what sold was the first episode. So, that was so, sick. so creative. And it was, ta- and it was such Taika. a cool way to do it. It was like, yeah, yeah, it was some Neo droid stuff. But the way the axis, like how everything just turned on an axis. Those were those were really good shots. They like fantastic. prematurely shot their wad on that episode. I feel yeah. like like it's hasn't really been. There was moments that have come close, like in episode do three. You, but do you think the droid who plays IG Eleven makes SAG minimum? Or do you think, like, what is it? I'm not sure. He's got a he's a, he's a daily rate. He's got a rider. Daily rate. Yeah, daily. He's rate. got a rider. Uh, so I got a question for you guys now. Is we know who we've seen in it. Who would you like to see in it? What like dream yes, cast? Dream casting coming into the Mandalorian. Hmm. Like Nick Cage? I don't know. Nick Cage is who? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. The bad no, guy. No, I want to. No, you got to go. The, I want the bad guy on yeah, the but planet. Is he, is he a humanoid? Is he playing like a Twi'lek? Or is I he mean, he's already Nick kind Cage of not there, humanoid. Nick Cage is a Gamorrean bodyguard? He just plays oh. himself. <laughs> Nick Cage just, only plays himself. Yeah, yeah. He, just, he just plays himself. But, like, he's bad. Yeah. It just it's just Cage. when he got nominated for Leaving Las Vegas and won, they just happened to like the one. They put Nick Cage in the right thing. Yeah, but Leaving Las Vegas oh, is man. fucking dope. It is a good show. Good movie. Good flick. Nick Cage. But, like, honestly, man, straight up, I just don't want to see your standard Jason Momoa shit. I want to see someone good. I want to see Dustin Hoffman. Cool. What can Dustin? Dustin I want to see Dustin Hoffman play fucking Jawa. Definitely. Like that. I I think Laura Dern deserves another uh, another stab because she was in that terrible part of that terrible movie. But she is really really amazing. She is so. I don't know if they can just pop her. She's lovely. She could play way more things than Holdo. Like, just now have a plan. No, she had a she had she had purple hair. The purple yeah, hair was pretty. Was pretty. Purple that, hair that was, was like, like. That was yeah. I mean, realistically, I love her. Yeah, Laura Dern. She's fantastic. Yeah. She's fantastic. <laughs> She's Apparently, fantastic we are that. all consensus here, lovers of Laura Dern. Glad Get her back. Up. She can play whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Laura Dern, give us a call. <laughs> I yeah, you know what? I want to see. Well, it is possible for her to come back. Maybe given the timeline. Right? Then they smash the dreadnought into the whatever. Oh. They smashed the thing into the dreadnought. Why haven't they been doing that for years? Like just after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I'm wondering where all the suicide attacks have been since the. It's like, and then also in uh, Rogue One, we're getting the hammerhead Corvette. Yeah, where's that puppy been? I have no idea. On layaway. Literally could (laughs) that literally could have been another thirty-five dollar toy, the hammerhead Corvette. (laughs) Thirty-five dollars. Yeah. That's well, way underselling it. It's way more than thirty-five dollars. Like the Lego is probably five hundred bucks. Yeah, well, because yeah. it's full. It's the size of this table. Fucking life size. Yeah, well, we gotta go with that, right? Okay, guys, I want to talk about Baby Yoda. We've talked about him. He's the cutest guy in the entire outer rim. Where the hell is this kid from? Who is he? What do we think? What do you think? Uh, one of the things I was kind of curious about. Because uh, they say he's 50 years old, right? And I get the whole, I guess, his species ages. But does he have the mind of a 50-year-old? No, Meaning, I think he's a baby. Like, it's just it's just a baby? Because like, there's scenes where I feel like he's, so, he's aware of everything that's going on, but then then they double on it, and then he's back to like being a kid. I thought that, too. That's a good point. Yeah, like I'll, I'll be watching it. Like uh, like that one scene when um, uh, Mando's injured, 
Yeah. And he notices the cut, and he's like, I'm going to go heal this guy. And he keeps putting him back. <laughs> he puts, he, and he like, keeps putting him back, right? So I was just kind of like, oh, okay, he's 50, so he kind of has more of a mind. Of, and I think that's where the wisdom of their race comes from, is the fact that their minds grow, but their bodies stay. Whatever, that's what I thought. Then there's other scenes where he's like a baby. Where he's, I think you know I th- I mean? that, to me, screams that it was written by like a parent because yeah. that's like little kids are like that. Like a three-year-old, if say he, you know, mm-hmm. you got like a dog year equivalent established for, you know, they age at a different amount, but like a three or four year old, it's like that. They'll just like say this, like super, just like demonstrate crazy understanding beyond their years. But then two seconds later, like pee their pants. Be, yeah. Like, they're <laughs> just like, like, so I think that that's kind of where Yoda's at is like, he's this like, he's a kid. He's got yeah. a bit of that duality for sure. Yeah. Do we think, so some of the things kicking around, and, I mean, again, they've done an amazing job with this. I mean, they deciding to do, like, the CGI for any of the wide shots where he's moving, but any of the close-up stuff or stuff where, like, the face is emoting is done just through, like, through puppetry. And it's, honestly, it's the way to go. It's the way the original Yoda was done. Um, His floating carriage, too. Let's give shout-outs yeah. also to that. Like, they whoever designed be. that, the way the way it moves across the Little screen, bassinet. everything like that. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, and also it like kind of like for the first little bit of dresses, does he have to carry this kid all around? It's like, no, he's got this the floating thing. <laughs> Maybe there's it's booby trapped. It should have been. I would I have done know. it. Probably cuts your hand off if you try to touch him. But some of the popular <laughs> ideas of I mean, is that I mean, there's one. It's a Yoda clone because I mean, in the Star Wars extended universe cloning mm-hmm. and in the obviously in the regular universe there's the cloning of the stormtroopers. Also in some of the promo shots. Uh, you know, the doctor who's with uh, Werner Herzog is wearing, as a Camino symbol, a Caminian. Which are the cloners. Which are the cloners, cloners who yeah. did From the Stormtrooper. Yeah. Oh, whoa. On his, a, so they start assuming that he's a clone. Also, in the extended universe, if you, if for those of you who read the books, Palpatine gets cloned. Gets and that's cloned. a major part of, you know, the kind of extended universe stories. So, you know... That's one of the angles they're looking at. One of the other ones is that it's just a member of Yoda's species. Yeah. Um, and then one of the other ideas was that uh, it's actually Yoda's child. These are the three ideas that are kicking around. Yoda's I'm Yoda's fucking Yoda. <laughs> Yoda, Yoda fucks. Yoda fucks. Yoda fucks. The oh only God, problem is, I believe the timeline <laughs> cool. doesn't work for that. You don't know what their gestation period is. They 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 lay eggs. They sp- That's they, what Dagobah is. They, they spawn. Dagobah is just their spawning grounds. Well, this is what I'm saying. Just because of the overlap in the time, I'm yeah. like, is this guy fucking on Dagobah? <laughs> is, <laughs> is, is Yoda hermaphroditic? Yeah, but oh, he doesn't. Yeah. He just breeds himself. Yo, because you can't just like Tinder up on Dagobah. No. Like, what was Luke doing swiping there? Swiping Minox. What was Luke doing there? That's a huge one. That's Luke tough. and Yoda. Luke. I, sh- I ship it. I ship it hard. Shit's lonely. Well, there would be a powerful offspring. Who's the... Okay. Powerful offspring. <laughs> this went off the rails fast. <laughs> powerful offspring. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer that it's... It's a clone, and that is the... And that is the issue, that it was yeah. cloned. It... Uh, was obtained and the whole idea i mean obviously a clone of yoda's power you know is a weapon and can be used yeah. as a weapon or they need to make sure that it dies right and i think that's are there more if that's the case is there yeah, just one there's not that many species in the star wars world like there's not that many one-offs if i can even oh think there's tons any. what are you talking yeah. about yeah oh so many look at it look at like every cantina scene there's like so many 
But it's never – is it always stated that that's, there's only one? It, you kind of always have the feel that there's a planet back off somewhere oh, yeah, with yeah, a yeah, bunch yeah. more of that person. Of course, so to of think course. that there's only one Yoda doesn't – Well, we don't know. And like, also if we see the size of the Galactic Senate, there's just people. There, it's from, That place is huge. Yeah. That's the Madison Square Gardens of the galaxy, bro. Yeah, there's ETs in there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. There's just the aliens no, from serious, Independence yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. I remember – well, I think episode two, there's E.T.? In the background, in one of the little pods, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. ET's canon. ET, no way. E- yeah, yeah, yeah. E- there's, there's like a there's like three ET creatures. I don't know what they're called, but ET is canon in the Star Wars universe. Episode two, I'm pretty sure. But we're gonna have to. If all that, the listeners but, uh, could email you all like, your pictures of ET <laughs> in Star Wars, that would be. No, this is legit. I'm surprised you didn't know. I'm surprised you didn't know. I'm surprised I didn't know either. Yeah. I'll give you a timestamp. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's episode two. Is it episode two? Find us the timestamp. Is it episode two? Boy, and you find that... It's in Phantom Menace. Oh, it's in Phantom, Phantom Menace. Menace. Oh. Okay. Bring, yeah, flip yeah, your... No, fl- it's, it's I was going to say flip your laptop around, but no, we oh, want no, this to I record. Know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like... Also, I think that's probably, you know, where the story's going to end up going. Because he can't do, like... Also, like, if Yoda has a kid that's, like, counter to all his Jedi teachings... Yoda's got needs. Yoda does have needs, but he's trying to say that you cannot have... But you know what I mean? It would be... What I'm saying is he has needs, but if he does exercise those needs, given what he says, he's a hip, Yoda's a fucking hypocrite. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Type I mean, I thought only the Sith... Does he say that? O- only the Sith... Do or, he, or when it comes to fucking, he's like, do or do not, there is no try. Only, on, oh. Don't only the Sith deal in absolutes, though? That sounds pretty absolute. Yeah, but no, I'm talking just listen to what Yoda says. Mm-hmm. I'm using Yoda's own words against him. Yeah. Do or do um, not. He also like hit R two with his cane, so I mean he's not the most. Yeah, but that's like grumpy, lonely Yoda. You don't need no robot. <laughs> yeah, lonely. You don't need a robot coming in for space, and giving you a hard time, getting all up. That was a front, remember, guys? Like that. Whole I know. I'm kidding. Childish behavior was just. You can't. Yeah, the, was, but he. But acting. he legit. Yoda's beat, silly as fuck though. He legit beat R two with that cane. Yeah. He, he didn't have to go that far. Yeah. He was playing with that little flashlight thing. And at the beginning, he, he mocked. He, Luke in the first place cannot get your ship out. Then he's the one who pulls it out. It's ridiculous. But he didn't pull out. Also, <laughs> like, there's a there's a bit of discrepancy. Baby Yoda just like doesn't even have his powers yet and holds up that whole. No, he has thing. his powers from birth. Yeah, but Yoda. All of this is when Yoda pulls. We have no idea. The no, X wing out. Like it really takes him like a lot of energy and effort. So it's yeah. like, is it believable? No, he's, that he's baby is just like doing it immediately. That's a good point. Nine hundred years and near death, according to Boyan. Nine hundred years. I know. I'm years. just. I'm just because we're reacting to things off mic. So yeah. you know. Is that? Is it nine hundred years? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I believe, I believe yeah so he says at the yeah. end, he's like, "When nine hundred years you old, you are." Wow! Really good impression. Terrible. No, it was good. It was good. It was good. Was it? Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I've been working on it all morning. Oh, nice. I just stand in front of the mirror, pinch my ears, just <laughs> let Yoda fly. I'm, I'm like chunky Frank Oz. Oh. It's incredible. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's amazing. But like, what do we think though? Do we let's let's give our final predictions moving forward. Um, let's see how they wrap it up. Yeah. But it's only I think it's only eight episodes, right? We were talking yesterday. Is it eight episodes? I want a prediction. Um, I think. Um, I don't know. Like, moving forward with I guess the next season when it happens, but I think eventually what's going to happen is it a. Either he's going to have to, uh, I guess, hunt down this guild because it seems like they're never going to stop. 
That would be good. That would right. be a good through it, line. Like, it, Every gonna episode, be a point he's where he's going to be like, okay, well, I can't keep running forever, right? Or B, um, he makes a deal with them and takes on another task to kind of compensate for not bringing in this bounty. I like it. So I, I like he does them a solid to erase this. To erase Because you're totally right. He's at no point is he ever going to be left alone. Yeah. Because, again, the irresponsible parent that is Mando yeah. only hangs out with degenerates. So, obviously, <laughs> the degenerate tries to kill him, little baby Yoda, as often as humanly possible. Yep. I think that's a good idea, though. Like, yeah. se- really second good. second season could be, like, him going through the ranks, and, like, every episode is him eliminating somebody from the ranks of, like, the, the guild. Well, that would be a yeah. sick season. He goes to Carl Weathers, and he says, Apollo, I need this to end. <laughs> what can I do for you? I'm just, uh, I, like, just I don't like the idea happen. of him making a deal, to and be honest. I like him hunting down it. the yeah. guild. Yeah, like like Just Munich like full style. On hunting him down? Like Munich style. I love it. Yeah. That's that every episode and then like the final episode. And, but okay, I, my my opinion, I think we're going to have um it's going to end in a big cliffhanger. Like they did that to ensure a second season. So I think like it's going to end with Baby Yoda like getting captured. Something. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take baby and he's got to like infiltrate whatever this is. To free Baby Yoda when yeah. he come back, it's gonna be an Will empire. It's gonna be an Yoda em- be frozen in carbonite. Ooh, Ooh. A little baby That's carbonite. That's the cutest, cutest slab I've ever seen. Would yeah. you want to take that down from your wall? Like, no, oh, just that would stay there. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I love that. That's a collector's item. Little baby Yoda. So Cassian Andor and Obi Wan Kenobi are both slated to have their own shows. Like, how do you feel? Like, do you feel the success of the Mandalorian? And, you know, what you've seen so far bodes well for the future of Disney live action? Or do you think that, you know, there's obviously massive improvements to make? What do you think? Um, well, and I'd like to point out also that Diego Luna is uh, slated to play Cassian Andor. And uh, Ewan McGregor is slated to play Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I think it's going to bode well. Um, that and just the simple fact that they need content. I mean, yeah, it, it's... Disney Plus is it's competing with a lot of other streaming platforms. So this was going to happen uh, to some extent, whether it was these two characters. Um, I think the Obi-Wan show is going to go over very well, especially having Ewan McGregor come back. Um, it's something that I was looking forward to. As as far as Cassian, I mean, it it it's good in a sense that there's, as a Star Wars fan, I have kind of zero expectations for it. He's so a I good could, character. Yeah, don't he's get a me good character. I just don't give a shit. That but like, show has to be good right off the bat. It, it just has to hit home, and mm-hmm. I think that's the show where they're going to take a lot more risk to kind of bring in, I guess, other audiences. We get a more of that CD underbelly from I that one, I think. Like, that's the thing I like about the idea of the Cassian Andor show is that, like, those elements of, like, again, the non-Skywalker part of the Rebel Alliance. Mm-hmm. This is kind of why I liked Rogue Squadron in the video games. Right, is that you got the day to day of just like the fighter missions and that kind of stuff. Like, I want to know more about the non, the you know, the non Skywalker stuff and Cassian Andor's character and like those guys from Rogue One add the like dirty dozen kind of you know mm-hmm. thing to it. So it adds something that's not in there. Whereas, and the Obi, like the Obi Wan show, I mean, I think we can all agree that you, I that you and McGregor was probably the best. Out of the actors in the pre in the prequels, like regardless of what people think about the prequels, I haven't heard too many people be like you and McGregor was no good. No, and, he he genuinely just loves that role. And, like you see yes. him in interviews, he he's all about that role. I, I like yeah. Anywhere where he wasn't good was to him just being 
fed to the wolves by bad dialogue. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like any time he, his performance wasn't on, it was just because the words he was saying were just not good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, realistically. And that can really, that gets so over underestimated. Sometimes you see like an actor in a thing, you're like, oh, they were so horrible. And then you actually think about what they were saying. And that's like bad. Yeah. Now can I throw, can I throw it out? What wh- where do we want to see this Obi Wan show? Like what like what era do we want this to take place? in? It's going to be taking oh, place. Oh, we know it's yeah. his time oh. on Tatooine. Oh, well, uh, from what I saw, but roughly eight years after Revenge of the Sith. Okay, okay, so it's just like leading up to New Hope type type business. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. Cool, and like cool, cool, I'm down. So what, he's just like fighting Tuscan Raiders and like getting sand out of his butt crack for yeah. a couple um, seasons. Just getting shot with gaffy sticks. Well, I, I don't know now that Disney he gets shot over. with a gaffy stick. It's a I thought it was Did a he? rifle. Wasn't it? Boy, and look up rifle. if a gaffy stick is a I rifle. I feel like it's melee. Yeah. But anyway, go on. Um, yeah, I was saying that there are books about he his time on on Tatooine that I've read, but I don't know if those are going to be canon still. But he does go off planet at times and let's get whatnot. let's get Darth Maul in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's well, because that's what they do in, yeah. The, yeah, in, the, yeah. Clone in the Clone Wars, Wars right? Exactly. They have the, the final Darth battle. Maul knows what, that he's here for he's a reason there. to protect something. I thought that scene was epic. Well, yeah, Darth Maul just I wants to die scene. by his hand. Yeah, like, that's that's all he wants. It's it's so fucking badass. Yeah, and uh, I mean, these are, this is why the Disney TV, you know, and the I know Star Wars TV can be really good because there's moments like that, and I'm hoping that you know that there that you start to see what the thought process is. You know, for that show, like what mm-hmm. what is Obi Wan do? What are how? Because this idea that he, you know, that they put the kids where they put them, and then there was no threat to them at all. Yeah. Like I don't necessarily buy that. I think, I think what's I think there was a, a, not really a threat, but anything that if anybody discovers, I'm guessing he's gonna have to take them out, right? That's that's what I think. I think we might see him more grittier because. Yeah. Although he's a Jedi, he's got there's no order anymore. He has a lot to protect. This is the future of the Jedi. So we, if, yeah. for me, it would be interesting to see him kind of, after being such a, I guess, a beacon of good, kind of have to go into these underworlds to protect this secret because without, if this fails, it's over. Can, can we talk about, though, how much of a of a shitty deal that Luke got compared to Leia? Like, Leia, <laughs> Leia got to go live. What's that? blue milk and shit. Yeah, Leia. Le- 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 yeah, Leia's a princess. This guy's legitimate princess, and then womp rats for fun. Yeah, he's bullseye fucking womp, womp rats rat. in his T sixteen. That's what he's doing for fun. And like yeah, and his... he's and he's literally a farm boy, like farming moisture on Tatooine. Like what? Why? What? I think it's pretty cool. Well, think about it. <laughs> no, but think about it. Every day, it's like he walks out when the sun sets, and he's like, another binary sunset on Tatooine. Please get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> I will do anything. We don't even have water. Yeah. We have this thing that makes water. On Alderaan, they have fucking waterfalls. And how, look how that turned out. I wonder how he felt when he, yeah, when but he, he realized Yeah, she that. wasn't on it, though. I know, but I'm saying. You could blow this planet up. If I'm not on it, it'd be great. <laughs> Whatever you way want to do. Way to live, bud. Yeah, way to live. <laughs> do they ever talk about like Leia's childhood anywhere other than just the references as a plot point, I think you don't you see Bail Organa's home planet when they like receive her. Wait, was it Coruscant or no? No, no, it's Alderaan. It's, it is Alderaan. Yeah, yeah. So you see that at the end of, of Revenge of the Sith, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. No, no. no. They, when they divide, he takes it's the been, he it's takes been a minute since I've he seen takes it. the kid. Yeah, and you, I, I believe you see you know them it's arrive, paradise, and I'm then sure. you see, and then you see they Owen, got water, and then you said they at the very least have bloody water. They got one son. 
It's they got need. one son. That's all you need, motherfucker. Can those things eclipse simultaneously? Like I have no. We'll get into that later. What does that'll a be another podcast? Solar eclipse look like? I don't know. Well, you need multiple moons. I don't know how many moons Tatooine has. Boy, how many moons does Tatooine have? Many, many, <laughs> many moons. Okay. That's next up. Astrophysics and Star Wars is next up. Astrophysics. Definitely. Our questions definitely are definitely conflict with it, with its soft science fiction fairy tale roots. I mean, do we want to see more of these shows? Like, I guess that's the que- Like, is the question? I mean, like you said something interesting too. Like, if you're a kid, you know, Andrew, you said if, the, if I was, I'm going to tell you right now, if I was like seven or eight years old and this show came out, it would be my favorite show of all time. I think. I would have loved it. So, like, when I get too nitpicky, you realize that this is a family show aimed at a very wide Audience. age group. And I don't know, that, man. A dude got a chopped in half in the first three minutes of the show. It's not necessarily a kid's show. It's a kid's show. I, mean, I think they can do like, that now. I think YA. kids just it's watch YA that. At the, at the, it's young adult at the minimum. At the minimum. I mean, there's no blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could all of our uh, listeners tell me if you would allow your children to watch this show? Yeah, I'm very curious. Yeah. I'll let, I mean, I come from a family where they let you watch anything. So yeah. like we're like yeah, Die Hard. How, so we're like Die Yeah, I know look how I turned out. Cool. Don't let your kids watch <laughs> Die Hard too. Cool kind of morbid addition that Lanza also hasn't seen was those uh stormtrooper heads wow, on the pikes. Incredible. I have seen that. I have cool. seen that. that was a really cool it addition. Like, it looks like my backyard. Is that episode five? Yeah. Okay. Because they go on Tatooine. I like how this guy just calls me out. On, like not didn't even need to, <laughs> and it was on. It was it was also they because the they, they threw back to Tatooine, so they went to Tatooine uh, for that episode. And it's also just... it's like you don't have any other planets. Like we got to go to Tatooine <laughs> every time. We go to like Tatooine we've been there. Time. We've okay, seen it. So this is this is also it. So yes, we have. You know, we've been there. So like, if you're gonna get on this expand, I don't want a new Tatooine story. I want some kind of to- like continuity. Where's Jabba? Where's the huts? Yeah, that's what I meant. We so know Jabba's. Like, where yeah. are they? Are they? Are they? I know there was like Zorba the Hut, like his father. I believe. <laughs> yeah, Zorba. Well, I mean, that's not. Canon, Durga the Hut. Yeah, did he have a? Was that his brother? There was, he had a brother. Oh yeah, that's Durga. Yeah, despite yeah. their glandularness, they reproduce at an alarming rate. The huts. Oh wow, are they? Are they mammals? They're definitely not mammals. <laughs> they are definitely they're definitely cold blooded. All right. Okay. One of my speaking throwback to throwback to Jabba. Do you remember in I believe the first episode where they have the salacious crumb yeah. grilling on the spit yeah, and the yeah. other ones looking at it? I was a lot of people were were. Is salacious salacious crumb is his name, right? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was the uh, I forget what his. I don't know. I have is. no idea. What so they had the little is. salacious crumb guy roasting. <laughs> I did notice that they had him roasting on the spit. And I found it very gratifying because <laughs> really? salacious crumb. Like, can someone fucking kill this thing? What, what was it's his annoying. laugh? What was his laugh again? Oh, ah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Was that nailed it? it? That was good. That was really was good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he just reacts to everything, and then sometimes did we, did we the cut to the reaction shots of him is. A do classic. people know who? Salacious Crumb. If you don't know who Salacious Crumb, Google anybody it listening like, to this podcast, I would assume knows who Salacious Crumb is. But yeah. for those of you who do not know, it is the little uh, bat reptilian reptilian thing that is He's with part lemur for sure, part lemur. So do we like? Do we? Act, do you want to see more of these kind of things? Um, shows, shows. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about specific, the shows here. specifically live action shows. Yeah, we're gonna get into the whole cinematic universe in the next podcast. Yeah, yeah. But specifically. Live action shows, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be good. I, I, I think that makes them good though. Yeah, I think you know, honestly, Easy. like I'm the kind of person where 
just give me the damn Star Wars stuff. And I end up consuming. Like, honestly, I love the universe so much. Like, the prequels were upsetting. But Rebels, the Clone Wars, Tartakovsky Clone Wars. Tartakovsky like, Clone, Clone Wars. They were the, all the, so good. And I'm like, to be very honest with you, I enjoy Rogue One. Yeah, I didn't I like hate Rogue Solo One. as much. So to be very, Solo was good. Like, to be Solo very... Good. I haven't even watched To Solo be yet. very really? honest with you, the only Hard thing... Recommend. The only thing that kind of... That was in the homework. So... Under the bus you go, sir. <laughs> so that kind of, I mean, that kind of, that kind of, there is this, we are descending into anarchy. Anarchy. All right, guys, that's the podcast for this week. Thanks for listening in. If you have questions, comments, or just want to fact check, uh, reach out to us on social media. And if you like what you heard or just want to watch dope videos, go to our YouTube channel and ring that subscriber bell. See you soon.